This is the Rich Eisen Show. What are we doing? Winker going over toward the dugout and both benches are empty. 60 guys coming at it and there's just four umpires. And now the umpires have their hands full trying to separate guys. The thing I don't understand is baseball allowing the bullpen guys to come running in. Holy smokes, we have a melee in the index circle. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. ESPN senior writer Brian Winthorst. Sports media personality John Boy. Plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Yes, lots going on. Everybody thinks it's a sleepy time of sports year, and you may be, you know, uh, somewhat accurate. Uh, uh, but but there is a lot going on here on this three-hour edition of the Rich Eisen Show, and I hope you are settled in wherever you're settled in, because it's going to be a blast. Um, it's, it's NBC Sports on Peacock. It's NBC Sports... Uh, audio Sirius XM 85. It's this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. It's the Odyssey app. It's the podcast version of the Rich Eisen Show. All three hours available where you can get a podcast thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network. Hit that subscribe button just like we ask you to do on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Uh, 433,000. Yeah. Closing in on 434. It just keeps going up, which is the direction we like. And uh, we appreciate you being here on uh, on this June day. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are you, sir? Hey, Rich, what's happening? Man? Well, I'm doing well. Mike Del Tufo, what are you? I'm jogging in. I'm You're jogging, jogging in from the oh, pen? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, jogging in from the pen. Looks like he was getting his cardio going. I heat already. Very good. Uh, T.J. Jefferson, I, I heard the click of the, the lighting of the candle while I was opening. I, I what, do you, what do you have there? What are you, well, what are you doing? Well, I just want to let you guys know that it started. The Arch Manning football cards are starting to come oh, in already. So this guy. We're just okay. getting ready. Just, do me a favor. Just get ready for young Arch. Put a pin in that. Okay. I want to talk more about that later on. We'll do, uh, we'll all right, do. for sure. We have we have the real estate. Rich, this might be say. my down payment on a boat. You don't understand. I'm excited. Mike, ah. do you think that could turn into a down payment on a boat? Archie Manning? It's somebody who's, uh, um, what do you think? There's a dinghy right near my boat. Ah, right yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like the but, pool. That's hey, like the pool a yacht in the harbor that that might be Oh, nice. Okay. I thought you were doing a pool and pond yeah. reference. I'm fine with the, you may get the yacht right one day. Okay. Rich, I'm fine with the pond. I got to be honest with you. So uh, today's <laughs> the, the deadline day that uh, um, incredibly talented players who are uh, incredibly overpaid in the NBA have to uh, say, you know what, I'm going to opt in to generationally absurd dollars. Why are they overpaid, Rich? Oh, please. Come on. Russ Westbrook for... Forty-seven million and change. That seems like a lot. Uh huh. We can't. Kyrie out. Irving for thirty-six million and change. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Certainly, he's a guy. I mean, he'll play if he if he wants. So today's that deadline, and sure enough, uh, Russell Westbrook has made it official, and Kyrie Irving is yet to make it official, but uh, it's going to happen because the, the 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 sign and trade takers are are not there for him. Not there, and his best option, if he wants to be paid $6 million, he can come here to Los Angeles, California. You can buy a very nice house for that amount of money. And it's not like he's using just that. It's not. I don't think Kyrie's living check to check. Okay. So um, you can make $6 million here. The Lakers are like, hey, why don't you come here? Just don't, don't opt in. Come here. Sign for the $6 million uh, contract that we can give you. And, and how about you hook up with, with all of us here? And his answer apparently is, well, I could stay where I am for 30 more million and either stay here and play with Durant or create a situation with my uh, my bosses 
um, where now they've got to pay me $36 million and change, and they have no idea if I'm going to show up for work because I don't want to take a vaccine or something's happening in the real world that's causing me to think about that and not be mentally ready to play a basketball game, which is what I'm paid all that money for. Or that's a completely unfair way to, to categorize Kyrie Irving, but it's everything that we, we, we've heard and heard from him and seen that happen two years ago and last year. Maybe the Nets will take him in and say, let's, let's put the gang back together. Let's put the gang back together. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes with uh, Kevin Durant happy because he's got the best team that he has in Brooklyn around him with Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons and his uh, bionic back, you know, that he's going to play. And he'll be the Ben Simmons that got drafted out of LSU, right? And he'll be that guy and Seth Curry and, right, Blake Griffin is still around there. Maybe Drummond, I think. Drummond is, you know, Drummond, Drummond and what about um, Joe Harris? Is he, is oh. he, he going to play basketball? What do you think? Probably. I don't know. Put it together and the Nets can run it back. And uh, uh, unless the Nets kind of don't want to do that. I don't know. The situation appears to be handled, could be fluid. Our friend Brian Winhorst is going to try and make heads or tails out of all this stuff on this program. Meanwhile, speaking of trying to put things back together again, Humpty Dumpty, like the Nets appear to be doing right now with Kyrie Irving, even though they might not really want Kyrie back for long term, but one year's fine unless Kyrie's pissed about the one year, and we'll see how it goes. Just going to try and put that Humpty Dumpty back together. They're attempting to do that in Brooklyn, or they're now having to do that in Brooklyn because Kyrie opted in. But uh, there's no more broken egg, to use that analogy. There's no, there's no more uh, uh, of a broken scenario. Quite like Baker Mayfield in the Cleveland Browns, one would say. I mean, saying it can't be put back together again. Baker, Baker's the one who pulled a Costanza. He's the one who said, "You're breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you first. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you to the punch. I'm gonna send out a letter to Cleveland." Let's not forget that all happened when Deshaun Watson was being wooed by. Multiple teams, two in the NFC South, Atlanta and New Orleans and the Cleveland Browns. And as a matter of fact, he sent that letter to Cleveland out. Let's just go through the timeline here. He sent that letter to Cleveland out, breaking up with the Browns. While the Browns were talking to Watson and the day after that letter to Cleveland came out, the news came out that Deshaun told the Browns they're out. It's going to be between either Atlanta or New Orleans. And we came on this show talking about how this diehard rivalry that runs underneath the radar in the NFL because we're so focused on Bears, Packers, and we're focused on, you know, choose it an NFC East or AFC East because we're all East Coast biased sports media members talking about those rivalries Runs underneath the radar, Atlanta and New Orleans, how much they hate each other. It's like how Watson's going to tilt this rivalry considerably in his choice. And then he chooses the Browns anyway. But in between all that, there was a period of time where the Browns thought they were out. Mayfield had already broken up with them. 
And the idea was the Browns are now going to have to back channel in some way to Baker and say, can we uh, still be friends? Because we kind of told you at the Combine that we were going to do this. We told your agent at the Combine that we were going to investigate it if it was possible. And we all remember that the week before the Browns and Falcons and and Saints sent everybody from owner, general manager, coach to Deshaun Watson and his owner and his uh, management teams to say, we want you. The week before that is when there was no indictment that came out of a grand jury in the state of Texas in this case that still has four open civil lawsuits accusing Deshaun Watson of sexual misconduct. Still open right now. Let's not forget there was that 24-hour period where the Browns were like, maybe we can get back together. So here we are on this day, the 28th of June. Here we are on this day in which Deshaun Watson is having a hearing about his looming suspension with the independent arbiter that has been hired by the Players Association and the NFL to handle such disciplinary matters placed in front of her. Sue Robinson, everybody. She is going to be hearing from the league and the Players Association and apparently Rusty Harden, his lawyer, Watson's lawyer, about the suspension that is coming. Oh, and it's coming. On this day, Baker Mayfield apparently having a youth football camp in Oklahoma. And he was asked about a possible rapprochement. How about, let's just say, uh, oh, yes, big word alert. A little, uh, 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 a little kumbaya, to use a different oh, okay. generational yeah. phrase. He was asked, is it possible if the suspension of Watson is so significant? Let's just call it the playing season. <laughs> if it is so significant, would he consider actually coming back and, and doing it all again for the, for the old Cleveland Browns? And his answer was No. This is according to Carrie Murdoch, who placed this twi- this uh, um, quote on Twitter. He's a uh, calls himself a finish. He's a publisher of at Sooner Scoop. Okay, he's quoting Mayfield as saying, "No, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out, but we're ready to move on. I think on both sides." Asked if a reconciliation could be reached if Watson had to sit out this season. Now, him saying no, no, no. And then I think that has to be reach out to me. That's that's a that's an, a, an ajar door, would you not say? Small crack. Well, it's a crack. Small. That's This is a guy who told Cleveland, I'm out. Before the Browns said, we're in with Watson. And as a matter of fact, the day before Watson said, I'm out with you, Cleveland. Until Cleveland says, you know, how does every dollar guaranteed, how does the best contract in the history of National Football League players, how about that? How about let me, with all these lawsuits around you and no clue as to what else could possibly be out there, or if you, who we've kind of just met, are telling me the truth, and I don't know your tells just yet, how about I just cut about a buck 80 and stick it in escrow, believing in you? How about all that? 
before the Browns said that, Mayfield said he had been out. And basically told the Browns at the time where they had a 24-hour period saying they maybe we'll just go back to Baker Mayfield, uh, pound sand. This is not a pound sand. This is, they have to reach out to me first, but they haven't reached out to him yet at all, apparently. They've told him don't have to even come to mandatory camps. So he's saying it's, yeah, they've kind of moved on. I think I've moved on too. But him saying they have to reach out to me first makes me think that maybe, just maybe, there's a small part of him that thinks I'm not going to Carolina. I'm not going to Seattle either just yet. And I don't know if I want to even go to both of those places. Or I don't, honestly, I feel for this guy. Maybe his head's been so damn messed with because he's sitting at home waiting for his future to be decided. But he's under contract currently to the Cleveland Browns for $18 million and change. $18 million and change. Add that to the $46 million that the Browns are paying Deshaun Watson this year. And by the way, no matter what comes out of this ruling today or whatever comes out of the hearing today, the ruling's no doubt going to be, I'm assuming, another day than today. No matter what comes out, suspension, eight games, 10 games, full full season, or an open-ended suspension that the league has apparently whispered to other members of the NFL media world that it could be one of those deals where he's out indefinitely and he'll have to reapply for reinstatement next year. If it's any of those, any of them, I don't know if Mayfield's coming back or would even entertain coming back or if the Browns feel that that door is closed because Jacoby Brissett can run this offense. And he has played an entire year as a starter in the National Football League. He has done that. He has won some games. Is he going to win you a Super Bowl? Could he be, could he be the, the, the 21st century Jeff Hostetler? Of course. You have no idea in the NFL. That's the beauty of this league and this game. You never know. Well, that's doubtful. So as of right now, on June 28th, the day that Deshaun Watson is having a hearing about his discipline on all of these cases that still haven't been completely settled. And we still don't know what else is happening. And this has now gone to a point where Ashley Solis, the first masseuse who filed suit against Watson, is now filing suit against the Houston Texans based on the New York Times reporting by Jenny Vrentis saying that not only did the Texans security provide him with a, no, a non-disclosure agreement to hand to his masseuses the multiple ones who he met on instagram before they work on him or you know allegedly he works on them here's an nda you might want to you might want to give this to them to sign that came from the texans security apparently and some of these massages were taking place in a club in houston where he had a room allegedly, reportedly arranged by the Texans. So the Texans think they're out. Deshaun Watson keeps pulling them back in. On this day, though. On this day. June 28th, 2022. There are two quarterbacks on the Cleveland Browns roster that the Browns owe $65 million to. And they might not play a single snap for them this year. Which may wind up being the most Cleveland Browns thing ever by the end of the day. Figuratively and maybe quite literally. 
So that's what's up there. That's what's up. That's what's up. Where Mayfield is like, no, but they have to reach out to me first. Man, if I'm him, I am hoping to go to Seattle. That's where I'm hoping to go. I'm hoping to go to Seattle. I'm hoping Pete and and John Schneider are like, yeah, the Drew Locke and um, Geno Smith competition. Yeah, that's that's not what we're cut out for right here. Baker goes there, and there's DK when hopefully he's happy. And, you know, there is that running game. There's Tyler Lockett, and there's Pete always competing meaning there's somebody that they've drafted that we have no idea how good they can be until they find out, and they usually do up there. Kenny Walker from Michigan State. See, if I'm Baker, I'm going, I want to go there where I'm kind of like mostly left alone, and I could just focus on my craft for one year and see if I can be the guy for the future for Seattle, and Seattle winds up getting the first overall pick of the draft from five years ago, and he gets a second act there a la... Drew Brees. That might be the most rosy scenario possible. But if I'm Baker, I'm telling the Browns, thanks, but no thanks. Get me out. I want no part of that at all. I want no part of you anymore. I want no part of that anymore. And, I, you know, if he had said that, though, people would be accusing him of being a drama king. And so I think he played it by half measure. No, they'd have to reach out to me first. But it seems like we've all moved on. Now let me go teach these kids something. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What is going on with Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook and so on and so forth? That's next on this show with Brian Winhorst. Also still to come, Albert Breer on everything that I just discussed with Watson and so much more. And then in hour three, John Boyd joins us as Major League Baseball has suspended everyone involved in that Mariners-Angels brawl from all the way from interim Angels manager Phil Nevin, 10 games, and then two games all the way down to one of their interpreters, <laughs> who apparently was uh, too well-versed in body language as well. So there's that. And John Boy's breakdown of it is spectacular. He will join us in Hour 3. There's you at 844-204-H. There's TJ Jefferson's best players in the history of all four teams in the NFC East to wrap up the stirring conclusion of this eight-part series. <laughs> stirring conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> stirring conclusion. That's coming up here on this very busy Tuesday. So you say there's nothing going on edition I'll of the Rich you. Eisen Show. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests Work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. He makes us smarter every time. We just love when he comes on this program. He's a senior NBA writer for the Worldwide Leader in Sports, the host of the Brian Winhorst and the Hoop Collective podcast on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. So much to talk about with this man back here on the Rich Eisen Show is Brian Winhorst. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, Rich. Thank you. Let's jump right into it with Kyrie Irving. Um, and uh, uh, was his decision or impending decision, reported decision to return to the Nets just as his only best option, do you think, for him? You're asking a very uh, clean question, hmm. Rich. I don't quite understand 100% all the sides on this game. Um, I was viewing it a certain way, and then I talked to – executives in the league and they view it a completely different way um i was viewing it as this is what the nets wanted and that this buys them time um uh and you know they can extend with him later on they, it turns down the pressure it turns down the pressure with durant um but i talked to a number of executives who you know, believe that this doesn't mean it's over uh that you know the nets made it very clear that they didn't want the status quo and that this would be potentially the status quo. So um, I wish I could give you a stronger answer, but (laughs) all I can say right now is I don't know. I'm just going to have to wait and watch for a little bit. Um, You know, Kyrie also has to fill out the paperwork. It's one thing to announce you're picking up the option. And, you know, normally when somebody says they're picking up the option, you the paperwork is a formality. But until the – until the Nets formally announced that Kyrie's opted into his contract, which would be a course of business, uh, let's just not 100% assume anything. So um, let's let's walk through it then uh, piece by piece. Could this be the sign part of a sign-and-trade, right, where he signs here no, no, or no, what? He, uh, no, I mean, I, this is all – I apologize, Rich. It's all salary cap ease. Okay. Um, once once you opt into a contract, there's no sign-and-trade. It's not possible. Okay. Uh, um, and the other thing is, is that a bunch of different rules happen with a sign-and-trade. Um, the, the NBA, for, for specific reasons, has made sign-and-trades difficult. So when the Nets said to Kyrie, go ahead and look for a sign-and-trade, they did that knowing it was very unlikely he'd be able to find one. Um, if you want me to go into chapter and verse as to why, I'd be glad to, or you can just trust me. It's up to you. <laughs> I will trust but, you. Uh, I will trust you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your uh, cue. Sign and trades are, I mean, they happen, obviously, so I don't want to make it sound like they, they're impossible, but they're, they're complicated because there's a whole set of rules that comes along with them. 
when you opt into a contract, then you can be traded, but it's just a standard trade. But you obviously, the only way you can trade a free agent is a sign and trade, and Kyrie will now not be a free agent. The question is, is he just going to be back with the Nets and everybody's going to sing Kumbaya? Um, because very clearly what Sean Marks, the general manager, said at the end of the season was we can't have a repeat of last year. And, you know, the idea was that there would be a contract that would have some protections for the Nets on number of games played and things like that. And with Kyrie's decision to opt in, it potentially sets up a repeat of last year. Okay, so you're saying Kyrie's going nowhere for the upcoming season. He's in Brooklyn, period, end of story. I don't know what's going to happen. But if he can't be, can he be traded or he's just... Yes, he absolutely can be traded. Will he be traded? I don't know. Okay. And so, uh, Brian Windhorst here on the Rich Eisen Show, you've mentioned a couple times in this conversation that the Nets don't want status quo. And I know you also mentioned uh, just yesterday that the Nets, quote-unquote, would rather lose both stars than go through what they went through last season. Now, New York City has lifted its vaccine mandate, and I don't, I don't see that coming back anytime soon, so they won't go through technically what they went through last season on the vaccine mandate. What, what, what do you and the Nets mean by this, the la- going through last season? Well, I then? think here's the, here's the thing you have to understand. We don't really know where Kevin Durant is. And if Kev- if Kyrie Irving had opted out of his contract and went and signed with the with the Lakers, and the Nets lost Kyrie Irving for nothing, the belief in the league, and I mean, you know, Kevin could feel one way on Monday and a different on Tuesday. So I want to be a thousand percent clear here that this is all very fluid. But the belief in the league is that Durant would not be comfortable remaining with the Nets in that situation. So when the Nets were playing hardball with Kyrie and they were basically saying, we're not going to give you the maximum contract extension that you want. And Kyrie was saber rattling that he was going to opt out of his contract because asking for permission to look for a sign and trade, Rich meant he was going to opt out of his contract. That one has to go with the other. Mm -hmm. So Kyrie was saber rattling and the Nets were saber-rattling. And so if the Nets were risking Kyrie walking, which they 1 billion percent were, they were risking, they knew that they were risking Durant asking for a trade. And the reason that they were playing hardball with Kyrie was because they wanted to get into an understanding or a contract that they had some protection over the way uh, Kyrie went about the last couple of seasons. And so my point was, their strategy was, even if this costs us Durant, we are not going to bend down to, 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 to fall towards Kyrie. And it wasn't just about the vaccine mandate. The entire way Kyrie has operated within the Nets for the last few years was building towards last season. So um, it's, it's really more about, you know, Kyrie has openly said, I, I don't need a coach. I'm the general manager. Kevin and I are the general managers. It's, it's much more than just about the vaccine mandate there. So was the reason why there were a few takers on the sign-and-trade uh, cap-related or, or roster-related or just the league kind of knows what's at the, the large part of the iceberg? We're just in the, in the basketball viewing nation outside of the insider circle seeing just the tip. 
Is, is does right. Kyrie have a reputation that nobody wants a piece of him after what happened with the Celtics and what's going on with the Nets right now? Yeah, I think, think the issue is if you sign and trade for a player, it had, the contract has to be for at least three years. And for the same reason the Nets were worried about giving a long-term contract, any team would be worried about mm. giving a long-term contract. And then, Rich, when you sign and trade for a player, like the Lakers, for example, the Lakers' payroll next year is, uh, I believe right now, projected to be around $150 million. <laughs> Once you sign and trade for a player, it becomes an NFL situation. You are hard-capped. You, you absolutely cannot go above a certain number. And so if the Lakers had signed and traded for Kyrie, like just in the – let's just say for the sake of argument, the Nets had an undying love for Russell Westbrook, and they would, they would have taken Russell Westbrook in a sign and trade. They wouldn't have. But let's just say for the sake of argument, they would have. Taking Kyrie Irving in a sign and trade would have hard-capped the Lakers, and they couldn't fill out the rest of their roster. So just from a mechanical standpoint, the Lakers couldn't do a sign-and-trade with Kyrie unless he was willing to take a significant pay cut. And even that situation, they would have had to guarantee him a lot more money. The Lakers would probably were much more interested in giving him a one-year $6 million deal, as you can imagine, yes. and were more interested in now, if they, if they trade for him now, so, you know, if something happens in the next few days or next few weeks and the Lakers all of a sudden can trade for Kyrie, they wouldn't have to guarantee more years. They wouldn't have to, they wouldn't have to be hard-capped. So... I know that this is extremely dense, but a sign and trade was just never going to happen. And so, um, really, the the bedrock issue is this: we wipe away all that stuff. The bedrock issue is this: is the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, Joe Sy, willing to have his team go through another season with Kyrie Irving? Behaving the way he has done for the last couple of years. Or is he gonna is he gonna say he wants a change? Because the because what Sean Marks with Joe Sy's blessing said is that they wanted a change, and what Kyrie Irving said was see you in the fall. And to me, that's a guy who is like, okay, you don't want to extend me, you don't want to help me on the sign and trade. See you in the fall. Uh, I didn't I didn't take that quote as a quote of brotherly love, but what do I know? Brian Windhorst here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, so uh, let me just ask you this then, and then we'll move on just to a couple other items just on, on, on the, from the Nets. So um, Durant, they're running the risk, you said, um, the Nets, of having him opt out and just say, I, I want out. I, I'm asking for a trade. And uh, this may be the most naive question I've ever asked you, uh, Brian, in the near eight years that you've been kind enough to keep calling into the show when I ask. What if the Nets just now, just hear me out. What if the Nets, if, if Durant says, I want to trade, what if they just say no? Yeah. What if they just That'd say nice no thing. to that? They would say, Kevin, no. we love right. you, and you're under contract right. for four more years. Right. What if they just say no? What, what would happen? Yeah, that would be an interesting thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, we're in an era right now in the NBA where the contracts really don't matter. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know what, I, you know, like I've watched it get, you know, get more and more and more out there. I mean, Ben Simmons did the same thing a year ago. He had four years on his contract. Now the the difference was Simmons was coming off of a bad finish to the year. So his value was a bit more complicated. He also had a back injury, which we found out was pretty darn severe. 
But Ben Simmons essentially did the same thing. He said, uh, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. And they said, well, you got a contract. He goes, okay, I'm not going to show up until you trade me. And it was messy, and it was expensive, and Ben Simmons got his way. And Adam Silver has mentioned this, you know, that uh, that honoring of contracts has to matter. I mean, uh, Kyrie Irving, I don't know if he's still on the board, but I'm fairly certain uh, is the vice president of the of the players' union. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was interested for a minute there whether he was going to honor his contract. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they always say in the entertainment business, Rich, right, uh, a contract is over when the talent says it's over. That's been the kind of the, the rule of the of the road in the uh, in the NBA, and like it's kind of the same in the NFL, isn't it, Rich? You know, you got a contract, you're not happy with, you just don't show up, right? Well, I mean, in in the NFL, that's the way it was for a very long time, but we're seeing now, uh, for just the first time in the twenty years, near twenty years that I've been doing the NFL Network and the NFL only thing on the uh, on the cable side. Um, of matters is you know Devonte Adams saying I want out and they're like okay you know like we're we're just now beginning to see that on occasion rare occasions but yeah, most but, of the occasions guys, the NFL saying it's tough you're out. here guys would hold out sometimes they would lose I guess but guys would hold out and not show up they want a new contract right two two so. one or two games into the season when they're not they they don't get a paycheck that's when they're like okay I and mean, that's what happened with Emmett Smith in the nineties. You know, I mean, it's so rare to see a guy hold out into the season. And that's why I'm just wondering, what if the Nets just tell Durant, no, you got you're, they you're, might. you're here. And you know what, Rich? You know, Kevin Durant loves playing. He loves the game so which much. Is, that's great. He, For, you know, the stuff off the court, he sometimes gets, you know, sideways on. But he loves playing. Like, I covered him in Tokyo uh, at the Olympics last year. And I asked him, I go, Kevin – You've got gold medals. You know, you're coming off an Achilles. I mean, you know, why are you here? It's like, I love playing. And so to me, like, you know, like what Ben Simmons did last year, which was not play, like, that's the antithesis of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant would play every day of the year if he could. He probably pretty much does. So um, this is a different type of guy. I don't know if that's what he could do. But I also know he's 34 years old, and he wants to be on a championship contender. He came there to be on a championship contender. So... You know, um, look, at the end of the day, this could be Kyrie Irving back. And, by the way, this is something that nobody seems to really be talking about. They got a good team. You know, Mm -hmm. assuming that Ben Simmons is going to be healthy, I mean, I guess I can't assume anything with him, but let's just, for the sake of this conversation, say he's going to be. He's going to be a tremendous difference maker defensively. Joe Harris, who missed all of last season, is a great shooter. He'll be back. Um, Seth Curry, who they got in the uh, in the Simmons trade, is a great shooter. They're going to have a great shooting team. They got this really promising rookie, in my opinion, who was a rookie last year named Cam Thomas, who's an explosive offensive player. They got a top five, seven, whatever player still. I think still think Durant's a top five player. They got Kyrie, who when he plays is breathtaking. I know he doesn't play that much, but he's breathtaking when he plays. I, I mean, I wouldn't pick him to win the title, but they're a contender. So, like, maybe everything does get smoothed over and everything's fine. By, uh, by the fall, but I, I don't know. All right, uh, Brian Winhorst, in a couple minutes I have left with you here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, just some quick hitters, best we can. Uh, Westbrook opting back in. What does that mean? What are the next steps for the Lakers? No surprise, $47 million, you're going to opt yeah. into that are all you day. <laughs> you know, so what What do you have? What's the Lakers' next moves, if any, now that has Well, Rich, they've only got six guys under contract, and a couple of them are, you know, bench players. 
So I don't know what their team's going to look like. And they have to be very judicious with that $6 million thing that they now aren't going to be able to use on Kyrie. They have to, they have to hit on that. They are getting Kendrick Nunn, who missed all of last season, back. Um, but they need, they need AD and LeBron to be healthy. That's number one. Um, but in all honesty, they finished, you know, 11th last year in the Western Conference. Even if they get a lot better, they're still going to be potentially competing for a back-end playoff spot. Uh, which is why the Kyrie thing was so tantalizing um, because they really don't have any other avenues to dramatically improve their the talent on their roster. They're just going to have to be better with the talent they have. With LeBron and Anthony Davis, you have a chance to win any game. I just don't know what the, what the rest of that roster is going to look like, how they're going to look over 82. Uh, they have a new coach. We'll see what Darvin Ham brings. Uh, you know, he could potentially change their mentality a little bit, especially defensively, because they lost their defensive edge last season. But uh, I'm it, with with what I see right now. I'm not bullish on their chances this year. And uh, I'm always fascinated by Riley. What what's he thinking? What's his what's his plan that he's hatching right now now in uh, South Florida? Well, they're think? watching the Nets thing very, very closely because if there's any wiggle room at all there, they're keeping an eye out. Both Miami and Phoenix, hmm. in my opinion, if Durant were somehow – I don't. I want to be a trillion percent clear, Rich. I don't know what's going to happen in Brooklyn, okay? <laughs> I just don't know. But if some event happens where Durant does become available – I think Miami and Phoenix are the two team are two teams that have the the draw that Durant would want to play on a championship contender, and um, have the pieces and parts that they could offer Brooklyn uh, in trade. And so I'm sure that Pat Riley is sitting there waiting for that window. If it, you know, it may not, it may never open, but if it does. Uh, I'm sure they're going to try to be aggressive on that. I've watched a beautiful mind. I've watched, uh, you know, Rain Man. I've watched all these movies where people, you know, think differently. And, you know, I'm trying to look at things from a completely different angle. Uh, so you help me with this one, Brian Windhorst. What the, what, what, what the hell were the Knicks up to on draft night? What was their plan? I don't, I don't, I don't, plan, what was it? Their plan was to clear salary cap space. Uh-huh. And they did that. Uh-huh. So now we wait. They uh-huh. also have now, Rich, they have eight first round draft picks that they can trade. And something's going to happen with that. We're, I'm, I'm waiting to see what. Well, is it is it for Brunson and the Mavericks? Are they going to try and sneak him out? I mean, like, what what what's their I, plan? Who, who are they I, trying to get? Yeah, they definitely are interested in him, and you know they're not going to take that many draft picks to get him if they do. I think that's a possibility they could get him, but they have to have more in their sights. Uh, Jalen Brunson is an excellent player, but he's not a star. Brian Winhorst, thanks for the time. Uh, I know your life's going to get more hectic over the next couple of weeks. Look for my call in July. Thanks again, Brian. Have a, have thanks, a great Bye-bye. rest of the day. That's Brian Winhorst, the one and only at Winhorst ESPN. Must follow. I follow him, as always, makes me smarter right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Lots of food for thought right there. Let me just linger here for another minute on, on a, an idea I've been kind of percolating on, and I just brought up with Brian, Brian Winhorst. I just brought that up with Brian here. Again, the whole issue with Kyrie Irving, his best leverage over the Nets has been, and might still be, based on Brian saying he doesn't know if this thing's over just because he opted in 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 Brooklyn. Um, His best leverage might be, you mess with me, you could lose Durant too. 
because all Kevin Durant needs to do, despite having four years left on his contract, is, is say, I want out. I demand a trade. And the entire league, as Brian just said, Miami is closely monitoring the situation, not because they want Kyrie. They, they want Durant. And the entire league is under the assumption that a guy who has four years left on his contract can create his own free agency with one single phone call. <laughs> this whole opt-in, opt-out, all the stuff you were the contract, those are because it's written in the contract. You can opt out. You must have to, you must opt in or or out. This is a contract from which a star player in the NBA can opt out at any time just by saying, make a call. I don't want to be here anymore. What if a team told that star player, no. Too bad. <laughs> what if that happened? Because yeah. you're hearing, you know, the commissioner and the league say, lamenting the situation as if they're powerless. But there is the contract. Hey, star player, all-world player, you're not happy here? Let's figure it out because we brought you here to win and, you know, the guy that we thought would be your 1A or your 1A to his 1, it's not working out with that guy. And you see what goes on when he shows up or doesn't show up, what how it affects the entire team and affects the entire franchise. We're trying our best here. We love you. We covet you so much that we will not let you leave. Sorry. What happens then? Does an NBA franchise have the temerity to do that? No, because you don't want to get nothing for the guy. If you have a guy who's unhappy, like... What, will he sit out for four years, like end his career? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Is he going to end his career? I'm not playing anymore. But you want to get an asset in return for someone who's unhappy. You just don't want to let them not play, and then all of a sudden... You're just burning money. I don't know. Despite this guy. I don't know. Maybe if you do it like this. So um, you you play uh, Kevin or or Rich Kleiman, friend of the program. Great friend of the program. Okay, go ahead. Kleiman. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm Joe. I'm Joe Tsai. I'm, I'm I'm the owner of the Nets. Let's play. Let's role play and action. Uh, hey Joe, uh, Mr. Tsai. Uh, great to see you. But uh, you know Kevin's not happy. So we uh, we'd like we'd like out. We'd like a trade. And here's my response. Ready? If I do it like this. No. Sorry. No. Are you still here? Excuse me. I'm sorry. What do you mean no? No. By no, like what exactly do you mean by no? I ducked. You know, I I, I, I sought cover. So you're not supposed to respond to me. No. That's what I mean. No. No. So we're going to... We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see you soon. So here are a list of my teams that I'd like to. No, be traded sorry. To. Great, no, great. no. Uh, uh, is a team the Brooklyn Nets on there? No, sorry, no, no. no. Portland. Then we're in an impasse. Miami, Boston. How about that? Let's try that. Star player. No. NFL did that for many many moons. Not anymore. Well, not not for, for some. Tyreek Hill one and Devontae Adams another and. I know it's it's going in certain. Well, I mean, there are different circumstances. But he there. literally sat out a year. Hmm. 
844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take your calls and set up Albert Breer, Hour 2, coming up. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Russ Back is, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Russ is like, look me in my face. I ain't got no worries. Yeah, $47 million. I'm going to put it in the front seat of my car. I'm going to put the, the, the camera on me. I'm going to sing. And I'm going to tell everybody, you can't, you can't get to me. I've got $47 mil- I mean, he's playing. Four, he's getting paid $47 million to play a game that he loves. And the, the coach that he couldn't apparently abide... Gone. That dude is gone. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. He gone. He gone. Darvin Ham's talking about sacrificing and all that business, but right now he, he doesn't have to sacrifice a damn thing. He's not playing defense yet. He's been he hasn't been asked to play defense yet. Right. Just gonna watch this on a loop today. That's it. Go <laughs> check it out. Let's take a phone call here, uh, 844-204-RICH. Stravon in uh, Washington, D.C., back here on the program. How you doing, sir? Great to be back, Rich. How you doing, sir? What's on your mind? Well, uh, I know you and uh, Chris were talking about um, doing a pickleball thing against each other, right? Yes, sir. So I'd like to propose uh, partners for both of you. Ah, okay. Go for it. So for Chris Brockman, I will choose a seven-time Super Bowl champion, a member of the NFL 100 all-time team, and the – best promoter of Hertz this world has ever seen, and that would be Tom Brady. Okay. All right. For Rich, though, your luck is so good so far. Michigan getting to the college football playoff, the Jets drafting so well, your Warriors beating Brockman Celtics. Thank you. So I figure we need someone with equal luck and equal, you know, moxie to join your team to prove that you can overcome everything with that great luck of yours. Mm -hmm. So your partner will be, drum roll please, from Radio City Music Hall, the man who had the Spring Spectacular canceled by pushing away the draft, one James Dolan. Okay. All right. So it's Brockman and Brady, me versus J- me and James Dolan uh, on the same team. Uh, can I, can I, uh, to use a phrase, uh, strenuously object? Can I strenuously object? Oh, you strenuously object. Oh, oh, oh okay. Strenuously. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I strenuously object. I strenuously object. But thank you for the for the idea. Um, Thank you, sir. I, I, 
Or we can do that and have uh, security uh, drag James Dolan off the court as I screamed at How do you like that? Tell me how that tastes. What if Dolan is like sneaky good at pickleball? There's no way. <laughs> but I would beat you and Tom Brady. If Brady ever dared to say, okay, I'll do it. With who? With, with your partner? That with whoever I have? choose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you have no idea. I'm going to choose somebody older than me. We're going to go on the court and kick your ass all over it. It's a fact. It's going to happen. You've never played it before. Never you have played, no idea. I have no there idea. are rules. You will have to understand those rules. You just that alone will put you in well, the. Kyle bed. Hamilton did say once you get the rules down. It's, yeah, I'm sure. By the way, did the caller say that Tom Brady was the best Hertz pitchman? Did yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Like Hertz car. Yeah. Well, he, was, like, he wasn't around when O.J. was running through airports. I don't think Servan was around for the... Uh, I mean, yeah. I know we may not want to mention his name, but that guy well, did a lot for Hertz. Thankfully, the end of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Thankfully, the end of the hour. <laughs> he could run through an airport. Seriously, run through you airports. You, you, we, we, are going, we are going to do this in July or early August. I'm this gonna is MC going to it. happen. Okay. We will record it. It will happen. This will be content for our social media streams. Sure, sure, sure. And you have to choose somebody. Go find somebody. You you know a lot of people here in Los Angeles. I know. You know a lot of folks here. I you do. can find somebody who knows how to play pickleball. Do it. Put your mind to it, Chris, because this is going to happen. You and I will be across the net in pickleball. I'm cool. I'm play by play. This will be. This will happen. You're the, you're the field reporter. Yeah, play, play by play. It's, you can't call play by play yeah, pickleball. It goes too fast. It plays tennis. No tennis. You're supposed to be quiet. quiet. Literally, you can't be quiet. Literally, like, when I first when, in when I serves, I when talk. I when I first took the job of U.S. Open experience with See, CBS Richie's Sports on U.S. Open. See, he's still talking. He won't. He won't. He won't. <laughs> I was told. I was told the first order of business, if you were calling a tennis match, is to shut up, and then the second order of business is shut up. <laughs> yeah, Delta. Don't say anything. Those are the two things. Shut up and read the promotional card when we tell you to read it. Yeah, don't say Manhattan. (laughs) Manhattan. That's it. Be quiet during a point. Do not speak during a point and then shut up. Let the crowd take it. Just say the score. Let McEnroe or Mary Carrillo say whatever they need to say or Pam Shriver and then come back in and say whatever the point is and then shut up. That's literally (laughs) how you call a tennis match. 60 minutes will be coming up following football. Followed by murder. Comma. She wrote. Maybe I'll reach out to Russell Westbrook. <laughs> How would if 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 Summerall if Summerall if Summerall pronounced the comma in Murder She Wrote by being silent? Okay. Right. How oh. would he how would he have called like a, a special with wham? George Michael Wham? Yeah. Exclamation Wham! Wham! Wham. Coming up. Coming up tonight on CBS 60 Minutes, followed by Murder, she wrote, and a special concert of Wham! There you go. Is that what he would do? You gotta accentuate the M. Wham! Wham! Rich, I'm sorry. There's a guy just standing behind you, and it's just like, (laughs) 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 he can't hear you. (laughs) Oh, he's back. 